we're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. Merry Christmas to Sean Infield and to everybody that is joining us. Also, we got from all the way from Florida, we got Cheryl all the way here with us. Cheryl Blessing, we're so glad that you're with us. And Teresa Hanna, our friend. We got all kinds of friends around here in the house. Welcome everybody to Redemption Church. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you so much, for real, for joining us on Christmas Day. That means a lot to me that you would come out. There's a lot of business going on. I would totally understand if you didn't, but the fact that you came out to worship the Lord today, I think that's pretty awesome. Good on you. I hope you've been living out a simple Christmas season because that's been our whole sermon series. We feel like the season has become way too noisy, too complex, too hectic, just a lot of crazy in this season. We suggest that you live a simple Christmas out, and it doesn't have to stop today. You can continue living in a simple joy and peace. You can live like it's Christmas all year long. It is keep it simple season, and that season doesn't have to end today. We've talked about a simple peace. We've talked about a simple joy. Last week, we talked about finding your why and how a baby changes everything. Today on this Christmas Day, I want to talk to you about something very simple. I want to talk to you about life. Somebody say life. My first words as a baby actually were the words light. And if you want my first full sentence idea ever I had was see light. I just pointed and said see light. Light is one of those things that uh, everybody notices, right? We, we need to understand that Jesus is the light of the world. We need to know this well beyond this holiday. It doesn't just end on the 25th, but Jesus is still the light of the world. Light is important to life. You've got plants that need light. Guess what? You need light. There are certain vitamins that come straight from your skin getting touched by light. Light is one of those things that we often take for granted until it's gone. When light is gone, when light just gets turned off, if you will, things get a little weird. Things get a little bit scary. Uh, If you ever watch a scary movie, watch it in the dark. I guarantee you it is scarier. Everything is a little scarier and more uncertain in the dark. Is is anyone having a hard time seeing me right now? It's a little little blind. We actually have light everywhere we go now. They're on cell phones. Could somebody shine their light at me today? All over this house, could you get your cell phone out? Could you help provide a little light on the subject today? Here we go. Excellent. Thank you all so much. Did that help a little bit? Lighting up a little bit? I want to tell you my enchanted rock story. Wave your hand at me if you've ever heard my enchanted rock story. Not very many of you have. So listen up. This is one of my favorite stories that ever happened. Enchanted Rock is a geological marvel located just north of a Texas town called Fredericksburg. Enchanted Rock is 425 foot rock formation made of red Texas granite. It is something that you would like to see. It's very beautiful. It's a marvel to climb. Uh, So one day I am 
doing some ministry work out in, in the summertime at a youth camp in near that area. And everybody says, let's go out and uh, climb Enchanted Rock. I've done this before. It's not hard to climb Enchanted Rock. But they, they added a little addendum to something I had never known. There is a secret cave on the top of Enchanted Rock I did not know about. It's basically a hole in the ground. A hole in the top of this mountain. And these kids climbed in this mountain. And after many assurances that they had done this many times, that they could do it in their sleep, uh, I got into this cave with them. And they had one flashlight. This was back in the year about 2005. Kids, we didn't have phones with, with cameras, with, with lights and cameras on them at the time. And so we had a plastic bargain bin flashlight. Who do you think insisted on holding that flashlight? It was me. I insisted, I'm going to hold this flashlight and it's for your benefit. I'm going to shine it so you can see where to go. I just felt way safer in that, in that dark, dark cave with that flashlight. And so, there we are. Enchanted rock. Flashlight shining the way. And suddenly, my foot slips on a piece of wet stone covered in an, in an algae, and I just completely lose my footing. But thankfully, I take my hand that is holding a flashlight, and I slam it against the stone to, to, to steady myself from falling. And in the moment I slammed myself from falling, the whole place went dark. That light was extinguished from that flashlight. And I said, oh no. I said, I'm so sorry, guys. I was falling. I broke the flashlight. Are we going to be able to get out of here, guys? And I'm, I'm, I, at this part, I know that I have doomed not only myself, but everyone in our party of about 15 people, we are all going to die. They will find our bodies many years from now in the top secret cave of enchanted rock. They'll be find these people, one guy crying. Well, there's a skeleton of a guy. It looks like he might be crying over a flashlight. That will be me. And so I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm apologizing. I'm so sorry. I... And at that time, a, a girl named Catherine reaches over, and she, she takes me by the hand. I'm like, girl, this is the wrong time. For the, but she, she, no, hand me the flashlight. I, I hand her the flashlight. She goes, sink. And there's light again. And, and I said, ah, oh, guys, I bet I was scaring y'all. I did my best to play that off. No, listen. I was scared to death. I just knew that I had doomed us all to darkness. Darkness is so scary. I want you to know, as I was making my way out of that cave, I was no longer allowed to hold the flashlight, by the way, Robert. As I was making my way out of that cave, I couldn't help but remember a song. It goes like this. Light, 
of the world. You stepped down into darkness. Open my eyes. Let me see. Beauty that makes this heart adore you. Hope of a life spent with you. I thought about how scary it was in that darkness. How that was not a place I ever wanted to be. And my mind went to that is the exact condition of the world. When Jesus Christ left his throne in glory and came down to that kind of darkness. The world is a dark place. It's a dark world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Jesus came to a dark world. What kind of darkness? Well, you can think of every kind of darkness. We've seen wars. Wars aren't something in the past. Wars are going on right now. People are fighting for, for various reasons, and, and people are, are dying at, at, in the most awful ways. That's part of the darkness of this world. If, if they aren't having a war, we're just having murder. We're just murdering people. There's stories where we're trying to figure out who committed this murder in Idaho. And we're like, who? We don't know. And everybody's like, well, somebody, somebody did this awful thing. Really recently, there was a FedEx driver, and I just will not even finish that story, that he murdered someone during the Christmas holiday season. And if it's not murder, it's hatred. There are people that just hate each other, and it's so dark the way we treat each other. We treat people subhuman. On our way to church sometimes, we do it. There's greed, there's sickness, there's death, there's so much darkness in this world. That ought to make our minds go to a place in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. It says, now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the face, over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Verse 2, I want you to pay attention to this. That the world in its dark state, in its empty state, in its formless state, its inhabitable, uninhabitable state, God's face was still near it. God's attention was still on it. I want to tell you, even the world, even though the world is dark today, God's attention is on this world still. Verse 3, and God said, and you know these words, he says, let there be light, and there was light. From the very beginning of your Bible, you understand God wants to bring light to a dark place. Isaiah chapter 9. We often read verse 6 this time of year. But if you back up a few verses to verse 2, the, Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah says these words, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Now continue with that verse 6. For to us, that's the light. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's hundreds of years before Jesus is born. After Jesus comes to earth, John writes this about him in John chapter 1 verse 4. In Jesus 
was life. And that life was the life of all mankind. Jesus Christ is that simple life that has come to a dark place. Something amazing about being in darkness and just a small candle can change the atmosphere. Right now, just the little lights in your hands are changing the room. Jesus came to a dark world, and the only thing that can push back darkness is life. God's come to push back the darkness of this world, and that's why the light has come. So do you have any light today? As I'm asking our musicians to come back to the stage, do you have any light today? Do you have light in your heart? Do you have light in your life? Do you have the light of Jesus in your, in your soul and in your spirit? John chapter 1 verse 5, the very next verse says this. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. This is actually one of the harder verses, I think, to translate here. The word comprehend there. The Greek word for comprehend is used both literally and figuratively all at the same time. It's really probably better understood as apprehended. It's, ap it's an apprehension that is both cognitive, that's the figurative, to, to apprehend the thought, that's to comprehend. But it's also to apprehend as in to wrestle it, to control it, to take that light and to control it. The darkness could not apprehend the light mentally. Darkness looks at Jesus Christ and goes, how is that possible? What is that about? Is it true that God could send his only son? Is it true that he would, be, he would choose to be born in a manger? Is it true that he would not come to be a king, but come to be a servant of mankind? Is that true? Darkness doesn't understand it could not understand it, the darkness can't understand the light. But nor can darkness apprehend the light. Darkness cannot control the light of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, you know what religion sometimes is? Religion is sometimes man's effort to control the light. Yeah. Oh, oh, this light, it's not for you over there. It's only for these over here. Make sure you bring your offerings or no light for you. Or only our, only our, only the people that look like us, talk like us, they're like us. They're, you know, we like those people. Only they can get the light. We have seen that in religion. You know what that is? That is darkness trying to apprehend the light. You cannot control this light. And religion is never... No, no religion has ever been able to monopolize God's light. That's what the Pharisees were trying to do all along. Religion tried to control the light, but it couldn't. Darkness could not extinguish this light. Herod tried, tried to kill every young baby boy, tried to kill every one of them. But he could not extinguish the light of Christ. Caesar tried to extinguish that light. The Pharisees tried, and people still try today to extinguish this light. But the light still shines. Over the next few moments, I'm going to invite you.
For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-05.